I really hope this doesn't get too loud in here. All right. How you been, dude? Pretty good, man. Um, it's funny. I like how we had Craig jump in and then you immediately got up to do something. Yeah. And now I'm actually going to go grab a drink as well. Instead of doing it while you were doing it, I'm going to do it individually. I love it. I didn't want to take away from your moment. <laughs> Okay. Can you please just tell me my shoulders look like? Three, two, one, backlog. So what do you think about video games, man? Dude, you know, I like them. I think they're all right. I think, uh, no, hold on. We got we to come in a little bit more hotter than that. It's, I don't believe you. Dude, it's 2024. Oh, yeah, man. We're like, like we're in the new year, dude. Big plans this year, huh? Yeah, man. I, so many. New job. New wife. What? No. no. <laughs> new kids? No. Oh, oh man, new cat, probably maybe. Not. The wife's allergic, but lots of Get new games. Cat. I mean, I, I I tried floating that. She's like, it's gonna be like we're petting a ball sack, so she didn't want it. Also, I don't really see what's wrong with that. Well, she's not really a fan of petting ball sacks, so. But when they purr, <laughs> <laughs> I've actually I can't I don't think I've ever pet one of those cats or a ball sack, but. I not the they cats. seem like they'd be oily. The cat, yeah. Let's differentiate. We're talking about cats. No, I've definitely done like the the rake, but you know, or the pinch yeah, and twist, like you but can't never really like yeah. <laughs> well, what do you what do you favor? The pinch and twist or or the yeah. the the thumb down and rake? The pinch and twist. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good, that's a classic. You know what's crazy is no one taught us these things. We no. just know. Everyone, Nobody was like, no one's dad was like, hey, this is how you scratch, this is how you pet your cat. Yeah, exactly. Oh. You drinking a bubbly, dude? I am. I've been drinking sparkling water occasionally. Dude. Uh, it kind of helps me not be hungry. I got I got some ahas behind me. I'll flip between oh, bubbly and ahas. actually... Those are actually my uh, drink of choice. They just are apparently impossible to find. Well, Walmart's got them. Well, come on, man. I could do that. I <laughs> I could do that. What flavor do you drink? Um, right now I've got a watermelon lime and I've got a, oh, it's the, it's the like peach and purple can. And you might be called. I think pomegranate is yeah, the only possibly. answer. Yeah. We we just we just restocked, uh, and I haven't really looked at what the wife put in the cart yet. So I, I she asked me what I needed, and I said, "Hey, get get some ahas because I need give me some ahas." Yeah, dude, dude, it's surprising if you don't um, eat a lot of sugar all the time, they actually end up tasting sweet. Yeah, I like them. Yeah, man, they're and good. I, I don't eat much sugar, so yeah. As I'm staring at sour patches while they stare at me too. <laughs> I had like seven of them. That's pretty good. That's not bad. That's like no three servings. <laughs> no, it can't. no, come on, man. 
You got any uh, New Year's resolutions to start this year out, bro? Oh man, that's that's a that's a that's a tough one. I haven't really thought about it. Let's make them right now. Okay. I want to get a PS Five. Is that is that is that how that goes? Is that a resolution? Uh, dude, I think you can make it happen, Captain. I want uh, what, uh oh, I it's been so long since I've like tried to actively have a resolution because it's supposed to be like correcting a bad habit or something, right? That's how they're supposed to go. Not having a PS5 sounds like a terrible it's habit. It's a terrible habit, yeah. Yeah, it's fucking embarrassing. I want to become addicted to nicotine. That's your goal? Yep. You're going to uh, do Zen? Have you seen those? Zip sticks, I think they're called, too. There's uh, toothpicks that you can get that have nicotine infused in them. No, I, try, I was going to try Zen, but I found this other one first. They're quite, oh, they're, I know forever. They're quite delicious. Actively talking. I would not do that if I were you. No, they're great. It seems like a... Okay. You're like, no, it's, it's not That's great. Don't worry about fucking, it. It's not up for debate. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> well, I, I'll, I'll think about the resolution. What about you? Anything? I just want to be, well, to piggyback off of that a little bit, I like to be healthier, I think. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I've been trying that already, but, you know, I want to continue doing that. Uh, I've been a little more aggressive about getting, like, lab work and shit done. Yeah. And I'd like to see those numbers get better. Um, All that stuff, I don't know. Middle age now, or something like that. Yeah, we are there. No, I definitely, I want, I, I started back on the keto diet. I'm trying to shed some weight. I need to add in some exercise. It's so good, man. Yeah. I just sleep better when I exercise too. Like I don't sleep well, I've noticed, unless I'm active that day. I took a little while ago, I took a whole week off just for rec- like recoup, just to try to get some energy back because I was going so hard on the weightlifting and stuff like that. Took a whole week off, basically sat on the couch for a week and worked. Yeah. And um, I came back from that feeling like very good, man. A lot stronger. Right on. So. Nice. But I slept poorly during that time because I wasn't that active. That was a really good story. Um, if you'd like, I'll type it up. You can read it anytime you want. I know it was good. <laughs> No, dude. Uh, you know what I'm I'm happy about? It's more of it's not really a resolution. It's just a it's gonna come with the job change. I'm not I'm happy I'm not gonna have to sleep on like hotel beds anymore. Yeah, that's shit because I didn't sleep at all last night and it was brutal. It was it a fairfield and it was fucking terrible. You should have called me, dude. I was probably awake. Yeah. But you know. Uh what uh what is our first game? Of the new year, because this is this is a game. big this is a big like we're open in twenty twenty four. It's got to be a good one. Yeah, uh, this 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 game is it's called Sea of Stars. Came out late twenty twenty three. It was my pick. Uh, you want me to discuss? Give it a description a little bit. Yeah, dude, toss uh, lay it on me. <laughs> it's a role playing game. Where you role play is two uh, lumps of uninteresting clay. All right. Sea of Stars is a turn-based RPG inspired by the classics. It tells the story of two children of Solstice who will combine the powers of sun and moon to perform eclipse magic 
the only force capable of fending off monstrous creations of the evil alchemist known as the Fleshmancer. That is not an enticing description. <laughs> That's, um, is, is the Fleshmancer what you call your cat? If I had a hairless cat, yeah. Heck yeah, dude. Uh, came out August 29, 2023 on Xbox One, PlayStation 4, 5, Series S and X, as well as Switch and Windows. So it kind of hit every console. It was an indie game too, so that's kind of neat. Um, yeah, you ever played a? You ever played them RPGs before? I mean, I played a few. I, I what this was kind of because you and I have talked about this offline. It was kind of um, paying homage. I think that's how you how that's used. It was kind of paying homage to those older types of. Uh, RPGs like Chrono Trigger and some of those other Super, ones, right? Super Mario RPG. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So that I never really got into those. So this was kind of my first dive into this style game. I've done turn-based like some of the Final Fantasies and like right. tons of RPGs, but I think this one, I don't think I've played any that were like Sea of Stars that I can think of off the top of my head. I mean, Pokemon back on like the Game Boys. Yeah would Similar. be the closest as far as an aesthetic. Yeah, there I was think. a lot, I get, yeah. I mean, with the whole, you know, finding different weaknesses of enemies, that's very common in RPGs, but it's a huge plot point or a huge uh, combat part. It's a huge part of the combat in Pokemon. So Yeah, yeah. It does. That's a pretty good analogy as well. I'm sure there are plenty of references to Pokemon because it's a big series, but I mm -hmm. can't really recall. Any. Yeah, I was getting that vibe just from like the, um, what are the, what are those called? Like the sprites and things when you're walking around, it kind of had that similar look, uh, right. that they were, they were going for. So that's, that's kind of where I got that vibe from the combat aside from being turn-based. It was, that's kind of where the similarities kind of ended were, yeah. were past that. So. Uh, but it was good. I I, I did want to call out. This was a pretty uh, new game for us to talk about. Yeah. So I I mean it was it was kind of like on like a side quest version of a backlog for me. I had seen this game in in a YouTube video, just like a little bit of parts of the trailer of it, and it looked good to me. They said it had elements of you know the, the other games that I played in the past. Mm -hmm. paying homage i believe yeah so it, it was i immediately went on my wish list with steam and i was watching it and it came out and i bought it on like the first week that it came out but i didn't really dive into it too much until we decided to play it so yeah uh, it was quickly um you know it was a it, it was a short time actually on my backlog but it had been on my wish list from the minute that i found out about it so awesome awesome yeah and if i remember you you said you played it on Steam Deck? I played on Steam Deck and the PC. I think I got more hours on the PC, just kind of how my work schedule kind of fell. I was home a little bit more uh, and kind of went at it. But I I think, I think it looked better on the Steam Deck because that pixel art, when you blow it up to these larger yeah. screens, you can really see that that those imperfections that they're trying to play on. So I think it looked right. a lot better on the Steam Deck. So I played it on my Steam Deck probably 40% of the time and then 60% on my TV, I guess. 
using the Steam Deck still. Um, I put it at 1080p on the TV, which might have helped a little bit with the way it looked, but right. Um, yeah, so I guess we're with how the game looked. What would you say? You, you know, give me like a little bit of rundown on your rating system for the graphics and everything. So I, I did want to call out the art style. I thought was absolutely phenomenal. The the box art, the they had little cutscenes that were really cool. Um, that I've, I've actually never seen before and again this type of game i haven't really played like i said previously but thinking back to like a pokemon style game if they had done some of the cutscenes like they did with this one where they were like sort of pixelated but they had a lot of detail and they were kind right. of animated amazing i loved that however i don't really like pixel art so when it came down to the sprites and when you're in combat and stuff I, I kind of, I'm kind of middle of the road, like, like a, like a five on, on everything other than the cutscenes and the art style, but like the, the walking around, it just, it just seemed very like kitty and, uh, I don't know. It just, I, I just, I'm not a fan of that style as I've grown up. You bastard. I, I know. It, but in, and, and, and that's, I, what's frustrating is they, here's how I feel about the, art style and the graphics they use to portray this art for the game is they took an amazing, amazing artist or a team of artists or how, whoever drew these out and they took amazing artwork and character models and everything and then shoehorned an amazing look into a, a little pixel art sprite. So I feel like they had this awesome thing. It was like, nope, sorry, we're going to shove that down into this little tiny little character and you lose all of that like just just um personality to what these characters had so that's kind of what i'm going at is i mean i think a lot of that here's where you attack and i defend i think a lot <laughs> of that was probably deliberate right i mean they're trying to pay homage yeah it was, it was of to course. a series and a style of games from super nintendo era so mm -hmm. that's a very intentional decision they had made but uh, definitely I don't I don't like pixel art either. And really I I think it's very overdone. But I feel like this game it looks good. I thought like the game was very vibrant, which mm -hmm. fit, like fit the sun and moon theme for me. Yeah. Uh, so I liked I mean I gave it a 10 for that. For even even though I don't like pixel art, if you take into consideration how well they did pixel art, I thought all yes, of it looked they, really good. They definitely did pixel art well. Yeah. I just think it was that it was it was, in my opinion, the a, a bad medium for how good the art style was. I mean, okay. just even even down to the bosses. I the the bigger, um, the sprites. bigger the models got, the bigger the sprites yeah. got. They looked better, and yeah. all the backgrounds and the map and all that amazing. Right, the farther we, the more detail they can pack into though. Even though it had some pixel edges. All that looked great, but once you once you shrunk everything down, that's what I didn't like. All the bosses, unbelievably amazing, right? And some of the um, enemies and minions and things you find that had just larger sprites could carry some of the extra details. Those looked great, but I think your main characters and some of those smaller bits, I feel this, you know, when you're like walking through the town and you see all these little 
Pokemon style people, all these little sprites around. I just didn't, I just didn't like it. Okay. So damn dude. <laughs> this is going to be a lot of like, I didn't like it. And then you're like, well, what about this? <laughs> I'm going to go compare your opinions on Aladdin from super Nintendo, which was also pixel art. It wasn't the same. It wasn't the same no, no, though. I know, you... I know, I know, I know, I know. So it's we're okay. we're also no, we're also stop. playing through. No, no, we're we're gonna do it. We're also <laughs> playing through right now in preparation for a future episode with with a guest. I'm hoping that one actually gets through and we can do it properly. Uh, a game called Owl Boy. Spoilers. We don't know when it's gonna come out, but we are playing through a game called Owl Boy, which is also pixel art. However, it's not little sprites. They they made the character models bigger, and you play with them, and they're much much larger. I, I think the art style in Owlboy is a little worse, but when you shrink that down, those characters, those character models in that pixelated style hold more detail and I think look a little better in my eyes than these tiny ones they used here. So I think pixel art can have its place if you, you know, it's just, anyway, I, I don't want to beat that horse on it, but. What do you think of the sound quality? <laughs> You know, it was. I'll say it was good. It didn't stand out to be amazing or anything. It it was there. Something that the the game did for the story is kind of what maybe had why I had this particular reaction, especially when I used my PC. I used the my PC for the majority of the playthrough than I did. The Steam Deck. I think I used the Steam Deck early on, and then I transitioned over to PC for the majority of the end game. The, oh my god, the dialogue in this game was way too much. And I, I can't remember, because I don't know if I put the, the, the notes on it, but in some games, if, uh, uh, what was that when we were playing? Overcooked. They'll run some script across for a dialogue and you can like click and then you like can read it and then it'll go to the next one. It didn't let you click through. I, I don't think I can't actually remember. So that may not be correct or not, but there was just so much dialogue that I, there, there were long stretches where you got stuck in these dialogue chains and you couldn't actually play. So, when it comes to like the sound, I would just turn it down because, oh, they're going into a scene where they're going to talk for 15 minutes. I'm just going to how it, I basically ended up playing the game of how fast can I hit the A button while watching like a TV show. So how would you recommend that they convey that the, the script or the text in this game so, while still maintaining this, the like niche of this game? Like how can they make that better? So was Chrono Trigger and that Mario RPG talked about, were they very story-heavy games? Chrono I'm not Trigger very familiar. so Mario not as heavy, but it did, yeah, they were, I mean, they're RPG games, so. So, I mean, I don't know what the hours to play was, but this one ended up being, what, 30 hours, I think, rough, roughly. Yeah. It's a chonky game, right? And I think a lot of that was because of dialogue. I don't think a lot of it was. I I'd think a lot of it was, man. I really do. I think it was an at least an hour and a half, two hours of clicking through dialogue boxes. Yeah, but out of thirty, I mean, that's how you convey the story. Uh, it might, it might, it might have felt like more, but I, I feel like they were trying to. I, 
I have a lot of nitpicks with how they were conveying the story. I feel like they had a really kind of tropey, but a really good story. Yeah. However, they really wanted to make it in this style and this style of game, I don't think was the right option for a, a story this extensive. I didn't want to read a book. I wanted to play an RPG combat and exploration game and all that. Right. A, a, a ro- yes, it was a role play game, but I, 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 I feel like they could have shortened some of these interactions. Best example. When you first meet the, the, uh, the, the what, pink haired girl that does the collect stories for you. I can't remember her name. Um, something like that. Something like that. And anyway, when you first meet her, it's it's stuff like this where I think I'm I'm having the issue it, it, along with the dialogue, but she kind of like had a moment of like excitement over meeting a solstice warrior, right? And they animated her little um, sprite bouncing all over the uh, map that you were in in excitement to show her like going crazy, like oh here, but they took a good like. I don't know, 15 seconds in this example of moving that around. But it was, it was stuff like that where it was just so unnecessary of like, Oh, this person doesn't have an answer to another character's question. So they got to have the dot, dot, dot. And the dot, dot, dot has to be there for long enough for the game to register that you've read the dot, 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 what are the ellipses? So you could then click to the next screen. Right? So it was just a lot of, to me, a lot no, of it's bloat. ellipses, dude, not ellipses. Whatever. A lot, no, a no, lot no. of bloat to to get through. The the most recent game I've played They're Solstice Warriors. <laughs> the most recent game I've played that also had a lot of like we're gonna shoehorn in a lot of dialogue and not let you play the fucking game was Pokemon Arceus. That game where, was way fucking worse, dude. I think this one was worse. I also, stopped playing I think this one was because like, of the dialogue in that game. At least this yeah, game bad. told a story. Arceus just fucking talks. I'm I'm not saying they didn't tell a story. They they told Arceus a story. Arceus didn't. No, no, it yeah. Ar- Arceus there Pokémon doesn't have a story. They they spent yeah. 30 minutes of some guy talking about how they like how to make a Pokéball from a, a hollowed out acorn or something. 30 minutes and you can't skip through it. Exactly. There's exactly. no fast way to do it. This game, you can tap A once, and it fills out the block immediately of text, and then you hit it again, and it goes to the next one. Yes. But Pokemon but what, 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 but what I'm saying is, yes, I agree. And, I, and I'm saying that Sea of Stars had a story. It was decent, but it was just so much dialogue Yeah. that, that I, I feel like they could have kind of condensed some of these lines some of the interactions that that kind of felt unnecessary the the um the uh, uh, uh i'm forgetting names of characters because it's been uh a little over a month since i've played the the captain captain cliche her crew a hundred percent of the interactions with people other than captain cliche completely unnecessary Right, and there ended up being a lot. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's it's just it's, uh, I just yeah, okay. I, so wait, so but just to defend this a little bit, if you had any other characters in this game, if you have these other characters and they just don't talk, what's the fucking point? 
if they don't have any character to them, yeah. what's the point? You're, well, I mean, what, bro, what's the wrong. point? Of, what's, no, what's the point of any game? Is you're you're you're. I feel like the. <laughs> To get your boxing gloves I out. I don't. I don't have a good answer as to how they could have fixed it to what you asked earlier, <laughs> but I, I just feel like it was too much dialogue. Perfect example. And, <laughs> I mean, I, all of it. Uh, you know. It, yeah. It was, no, I, I understand. You know, they, they, I personally understand what you're saying. You know, they confront a potential bad guy. And it's like, okay, we're about to go into fisticuffs. And then Garl's got to jump in with like, hey, stupid face, and go be having his jabs. I mean, it's it's just it it became very uh, very tropey. Very. Well, Garl stopped um, doing that after a while. So. <laughs> Dude, I saw that coming from a fucking mile away. I mile you had away. A spoiler or something when you when you said it. It was so fucking obvious. I did have that kind of feeling too, and then it this this sucks a little bit. I had that feeling, and then it got spoiled for me when I was trying to look up one thing about the game, and yeah. like the first Google search result just said, "Can I say it? spoilers, guys?" It just says after Garl dies and it was like literally the, and I googled like uh I think it was like Sarai um I was trying to figure out because she has poison attacks I was trying to figure out if she can actually apply poison as a debuff which would be like a damage over time effect so I yep. think I looked up sea of stars Sarai poison damage and it's like Garl fucking dies was the first google result <laughs> I don't know and then oh, it was oh man. and then it was like and uh six Sarai is an android. I was like, okay, cool. Dude, that that came out of fucking left field. Like, oh, hey, we have robots and now bird people? All right. Okay, it's... I don't know about the bird people. Are we talking about storyline now? Yeah, what, what we were we'll, talking we'll, about. We'll back. I just want oh, to we say, were talking about sound. Oh, my God. We were talking yeah, about Yeah, we were. But birds quality. make noises. So do <laughs> cyborgs. Uh, no, there was like one thing that was kind of interesting was the guy who the flesh mancer was obviously really sadistic. Yeah. So he turned these people into cyborg people so they would live eternally so they could just suffer because he's fucked up. Let's talk about um, gameplay mechanics. It's all combat. That's really the big gameplay mechanics for the most part. Um, I just oh, want to no, say, sorry. oh, there's another I, thing. Can I, can, I, can I interrupt you, please? Sure. Yeah. Because I, I, I think I told you this, but I wanted to say it for the podcast because I, I really feel like this kind of shows the mood I had towards this game uh and with how much i had to click through it truly became the let's just click through dialogue game for me uh mm. i watched all of season two uh loki while playing this game i watched uh, a, a lovely show from across the pond taskmaster the most recent season all of it and i started watching uh what was um arrested development with the wife uh, again, because she had never seen it, so got into Funny, got a lot um, of TV time with this game. It was great. The first that time I ever played shows. Chrono Trigger, I was an adult and I got a lot of TV time playing that game too. But it was more like just the grinding aspect of it. I think mm -hmm. I enjoyed but. everything. Once you got into like the combat and some of the exploration, I liked a lot of that. But the dialogue killed me. So and what did that you think of the uh, like? What did you think of the? interactions with the environment like this was uh i can't think of many other rpg games where you have 
tools that you can use in the in the world mm-hmm. to help you explore other than climbing but you had like the harpoon thing there was a weird name for it the grapple 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 hook yeah. yeah and then the ability to like move objects with like air i did i did like that 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 gave me a lot of uh pokemon vibes like the strength for uh, when you got like the strength hm yeah so i i did like that it it had some puzzle aspects to it that was really fun i i did like that a lot yeah. That's part of the um, gameplay. That's kind of nice because there's not a lot of these like turn-based games that have tools, I guess you would call them, that you can use in the overworld or in the in the actual environment. Mystic Quest was one where you would get like a hook. You never played it. No. Uh, yeah, that was one I can think of for sure, but it's irrelevant. Yeah, the closest thing that I would have as a an example or similarity would be the Pokemon games with all the different HMs. Yeah. So. Yeah. Fair. Okay, so um, the combat, let's talk about it a little bit. Uh, I do have some things to bitch to you about. Bitch at you oh. about, probably. All right, go ahead. I'll okay, you... so the the combat in this game was really good. Even the normal battles were good. Uh, just because every enemy they would punish you really bad if you weren't able to uh break their casting so when an enemy char- uses a charge casting ability it shows you how to break those casts it'll be like certain elements will damage them enough or certain weapon types would would cause you to be able to break it and then especially bosses would have a lot of different things you had to do to break the casting i like that a lot that was i haven't seen that in other games um, but again, that kind of is Pokemon like, and, uh, I don't know. I just thought that was really good. Mm-hmm. What, what, what you got for the first couple hours of the game. I really enjoyed the combat cause it was, it was new. I liked the different abilities that you had your, your sun powers and your moon powers from your two main characters Yeah, and how you could, you know, attack. And then if you time another, like. A button press you could like attack harder kind of like do a, a, a little multi-attack kind of thing i liked the mechanics it had around that i liked being able if you were defending yourself as the enemy like shot something at you if you timed a defending move just right you would get some extra like armor or something so that i should like be in more mechanics. of these kinds of games yes i sure. like i liked that okay uh, I liked a lot of the abilities. I liked the what you had talked about where you're trying to like break castings and stuff. I enjoyed that very much. What I didn't like was 30 hours of the same fucking thing for regular enemies. Okay? I liked all the bosses, all the boss fights because they did something unique. They had there I think there was one where it was like a big head area and he had like two arms. You know, so there are a lot of different, you know, tactics and things like, oh, this arm's charging up something, but then this one's about to do this. So there mm-hmm. was some tactics, tactics. There were some tactics to those. I did enjoy that a lot. I didn't like that it became so monotonous over the whole game. So that's that's kind of where it broke for me. I also got to the point because we were getting close to the end of the game, and it was like, oh. I can see there's some enemies over it. Once I like jump this little gap, I'm going to get run through and 
it's just going to be another, like, let's break it down, go back into a turn-based combat, and I'm going to have to sit there. And tr- you know, it just it just got a little tedious. Did you, I will say, because I, use... I think you're about to bring this up, I did use those relics, so I had the buffs that the, in, the, the game gives you. I had those enabled. Those so, take all the challenge out of the game, dude. I am 35 years old, and I feel like I'm next to death. I my time oh is my precious, God, dude. So I don't want to spend all of my time struggling through a game. If I'm not enjoying the struggle, then I don't want to do it. So I have to. But, but you did say you enjoyed the game initially, and then I wonder if your enjoyment decreased sharply upon using the relics because you don't start out with them. They're things that you buy a couple hours into the game or you acquire them a couple hours into the game. So I do wonder if that would be one of the contributing factors. Because, I mean, so just anybody listening, for example, there was a, I think it was a storytelling relic or something like that. It doubles the health pool of all of your characters, so you can take twice as many hits, and then it also heals you 100% after every battle. So there's no management of health and, and, you know, healing and, and mana, and stuff like that from one battle to the next. And then another one reduces the damage you take by 30%. So if you have I know double I the health the... pool and you also take 30% less, I don't right. know, somebody be a mathematician to figure that shit out, but I did that have takes the, the challenge double out for sure. health. I, I definitely yeah. had the double health. I, I think I had two other ones. I can't remember what they did. Uh, minor non-boss enemies. I could see their HP. That was uh, a, I had, um, I had that one. That was an accessory you could equip. Oh, okay. Which I used as well. Yeah. I would have loved to have that on the bosses because I like seeing how much punishment I have left. I, I don't like arbitrary, like, oh, we're not going to put numbers to your health bar. I want the stats. I think there's for, an for item health. you can get. Uh, you can buy the Eye of Ramura or something like that. It's the Necromancer person. No, not a Necromancer. You meet her like out somewhere. It's the sister of one of the Necromancers, the neutral one. But you can buy her eye. She had like a uh, like a green glowing, one glowing eye. You could buy it off of her for eight hundred gold. Oh shit! With a max of I think nine ninety nine. So you could buy that, and it would show you their weaknesses as mm-hmm. well as their health pool of everything. Gotcha. And that was an accessory, not a relic. So it would take up an accessory. So spot. I did. I did want to circle back. Yeah, this is getting just. I also part quick. No, no, we're we're good. Um, uh, I, I did. I also want to call out that I'm not a super fan of turn-based either in video games. I I, I see I the that. use of it, but that was one of the things I didn't like about like those old Final Fantasy games. Was like one random combat that you can't run away from at any point. That, oh, that was the other thing. You get forced into combat. It was like okay, I'm gonna do this thing. There's no like run away like in Pokemon options like oh maybe just 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 the fucking option sometimes that that was frustrating the, the force combat but so you um, you kind of have the option to run away from most combat before you could actually wind burst enemies away from you and it stuns them for a second and then you could run away from them I'm just furious. to get past them it's an option I did I did not um, know that yeah. but no I, I'm not a fan of turn based like which is funny because I love D&D and but the combat in D&D is fucking terrible and I like Baldur's Gate, which which has that turn base, but that you have visual stuff. And so there are things that break my rule. But in this instance, 
I, I'm, it's not my favorite, you know? So that I have that into my previous comments as well. So it already wasn't my favorite way to play anyway. Yeah. So just any little thing is just going to be amplified. So, I mean, there, there could be some factors, but it, that's, that's the kind of how I, I, I did like some of the basics of their combat and what they were going for. I did enjoy if they end up doing like a CSRs two, I might play it because they may have taken some, hold on. They may have taken some, some notes. Constructive criticism. Yes. From they, this they better, 88 they out of be 100 listening. critically acclaimed game. Yes, when they listen to my review specifically, they're going to start yeah. from scratch and fix it all. So I think this is the first podcast we've done where I'm I feel like I'm being mean to you. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, you <laughs> motherfucker. So so yeah, I I I wouldn't say that it's just like little nightmares. I think you would like little nightmares too, because they fixed a lot of like little things and like fine-tuned from their first one. And I hope, you know, LM three does it as well. So if they ever came out with sea of stars two, I'm not going to buy it, but when you do, I'll play out of your library. Okay. I'll, I'll give it a That's shot. That's fair. Sure. Cause I'll play it. And I'll throw a slam that down on the backlog. Okay. Oh, so man. we talked about that. Um, one of the things I thought was cool was you switch out the characters and it doesn't cost you a turn if you switch them out. Yes. So if you get a, an enemy, Again, I want to try to paint a picture for anybody listening. You've got an enemy starts casting. It's going to require, in order to interrupt their casting, it's going to require two attacks with a bladed weapon and one attack that has a moon element attached to it. But you have one turn to do that. So what are your options? You use live mana, which happens when you attack an enemy from the start. It lands on the ground. If you have a character, whatever, Zale, no, what's the other girl's name? She was the moon uh, one. Valer? Valer. Val- I just said Valerie in my head. Va- sure, maybe. She has the ability to use moon attacks. You can enhance anybody's attacks with their innate element. And then you can, you if you land the timed hit properly, they attack twice. So you can knock off all three of those uh Check mark boxes or whatever to be able to interrupt that attack. And I thought that was cool. If you don't have anybody in your party actively that can interrupt that, you can switch somebody out without penalty. And then I remember what my other relic was. And then um, we'll get to it. (laughs) And then also one of the things that was really cool is Valir. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Sarai, which was the like assassin character had the ability to, delay the cast she had like a kick attack that would add like three turns to it which came in really handy in boss fights because they would show up with like 10 things you had to cat like 10 check boxes that you had to eliminate in order to disrupt their casting and those the boss's abilities would fuck you up so it was really cool that you everybody had a role in this game until they did it what was the relic you used the one that auto hits your second attack. You motherfucker. But but you could still do it yourself. And if you do it yourself, your second attack hit harder. So like it did it was like you did your first one and then it would auto hit the timed attack, but at half damage, I think. But if you do it yourself, you get it like as if you did it your on your own. I was I was equipping relics, not really knowing what they were. 
because yeah. I didn't feel like reading more fucking dialogue boxes. I so, think to quote you, you said something like anything that could have made this game go faster. I activated the relic was what yes. you said to me. Yes. Yes. Good job. Yep. Yeah. I, I, uh, <laughs> when you, you told me just about watched the, a YouTube video, of I, you know, man, actually, you know, that's what I'll do for sea of stars too. I'll just YouTube it. <laughs> yeah. Cool. You loved it. Oh, okay, but if I do so, that, I can't watch Loki season three. So you just put one eye on each screen. <laughs> so moving on. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit. I guess we, we should get into the story because this is a story based game and you're the uh, fucking expert on it. So let's hear it, dude. So two lumps of multicolored clay fall out of the fucking sky. Game over. Like that's all right. So. <laughs> Man, I, I don't even know. I don't even know where to start because, like, after start you get by the explaining pirate... why you, what you mean by that. Okay, hold on. So, no, after you, after you get you, like access to the fucking ship from the ship point to ship point to robot birds, everything's a blur. And it's let's try and bridge dude. that gap. Uh, so, <laughs> I, I I don't even know where to fucking start, dude. So you you have these two. Oh, who is who? Okay, hold on. Who was your main character? I picked Zale. I picked Val- Valerie. I'm calling her Valerie. Okay. I, I picked Valerie. I like the blue. Didn't matter. No, it didn't matter. It was completely arbitrary. So I think there is a little bit of a reason for that. Um, I don't think they're really meant to be necessarily the stars of the game. I think the they didn't want to take away from the like the normal people of the game because they all had a very important role in everything. And also, another traditional thing with these types of games is the silent protagonist. It's it's almost a meme at this point, but it just feels dated. Well, yeah, it's, but it's, it's, this it's is seen... a callback to those that era. Wait, just just because it's a callback doesn't mean you have to follow it to a fucking T. They didn't. You they can, still you have can, some dialogue. All right. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> gotcha. We could we can enhance it. You don't have to have just two like generic faces being the 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 the, the main characters. You can give them a little bit of personality aside from a different fucking color hair. You know like, one ooh, thing this I one's got say... blue hair. That one's I mean come on. Zale was a goofy dude. He would laugh at times where serious stuff was happening. They like because <sighs> they did give him a little bit of, of separate personalities. Like Valir was always the more serious one, and Zale was like the joking guy, just like you and me. And uh, there was like one scene where something terrible happened, and Zale was just like, "Ha ha! Guess we didn't need that or something." And it was just like, dude, like. <laughs> Read the fucking room, bro. Oh know? man, dude, I don't, I don't know. even know. I don't. I honestly don't even know where to start because it it's another one of those games where like the story there's a lot to it, and it, oh, oh, it it goes. It takes so many left turns. There was yeah, there were there were a lot of that. I don't want to you know, I don't want to just constantly defend the game, but there were a lot of like like plot twist here it happened again plot twist yeah. uh there was one point i texted you and i was like yo i think i'm actually almost done with the game i said i think i'm standing in front of like the last dungeon or something like that yeah. 
I wasn't even close, man. I still had like four yeah. hours left. So it's, there was a lot rough. of that, but so I, I I don't I don't think we should go through every little bit, right? We have the, the no, your, your two your that. two heroes. I can't they defend get, for that long, dude. Yeah, it's I don't it's have pretty the relic rough. activated. So I have I have a couple comments and things I want I want to sure. make on this one and 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 all that and maybe we could talk about like just m- moments of the game like like segments if you will uh it, within the story and I think I'm that should kind of cover us everything all right say. let's go all right so I gave the, the overall story like a seven out of ten I think if they didn't have I so did many so many tropes to it like spoilers we I think we talked about this earlier your warrior cook Garl ended up dying yeah. in part of the game and it just you could tell you could tell that was coming he was putting himself even as a kid he did that Harris, he, he yeah, lost he was an like, eye as a kid trying to yeah. protect people who didn't need protection essentially right he was putting himself warriors. in harm's way unnecessarily so yeah. often call trying to call out the big bad guys in multiple segments of like trying to put himself take the focus of a conversation to throw his opinion out there. And it's like, he, he became a target so easily. So yeah. I, I mean, you could it's see he guy. was going to, yeah, he was going to be, he was going to be killed off so, so easily. I noticed this in TV shows when you have like a, a, a cast of characters and then you get one character that just starts getting a lot more dialogue all of a sudden he's guaranteed to die. Especially if you've got a character that's been on the show for a while and then suddenly he gets like a very redeeming thing is happening or he makes a speech. A new it's love interest. Some. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, dude. Fucking uh, the, the Walking Dead. Yep. That's uh, what I always think it, of. Oh, it was so bad about that. Yeah. Yeah. It would always be obvious when somebody was going to die. All right. So for the story, um, I feel like aside from the, the tropiness of stuff, to me, and this could be because I was not not trying to, but just compelled to skip through some of this dialogue because it was just so heavy. That being said, I feel like they made a lot of like broad strokes with things. Like, oh hey, we're we're just moving along, we're moving along. Oh hey, there's this huge big bad thing over here that would just felt like it was from left field. The whole I don't I don't know at what point they mentioned this world eater thing towards the end of the game that we ended up dealing with, but I feel like it just like, I think it just was like, that- Hey, insert this thing here. It was just felt like it was so out of the blue at the end. I believe they mentioned it early on that the one that had already been defeated, but then was resurrected was a world eater. Um, right. I think they, so I, may have, was, I may have missed it. It wasn't a threat until it was revived. Like it, we were trying to eliminate lesser threats, but they like every solstice warrior had died fighting the world eater in the past. Gotcha. Okay, so, so that was that yeah. was on me. Um, yeah, the betrayal, which I think I I saw coming a mile away. The betrayal of your like mentors, idols, mentors. Yeah. yeah, they uh, they revived the world eater. Okay, I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, so it it it. Let me see if I can have out of the, any other examples of because I made this comment to you before of like, oh, it feels like some stuff just fe- feels like they're breezing through, and then others feel like it's over complicated or over detailed. 
The overdetailed, the things I'm talking about was when they got in line to cross through to the Sea of Stars, where they're like taking role. It just was weird. Oh, like when they had to talk to the um, the like giants, very large people. Yeah, yeah. Like it just that just felt unnecessary. It was a weird thing. Even like they were trying to all. All to have a dialogue point about Sarai, is that how you say it? Being, yeah. being a cyborg or something because she's already come through. All that whole scene, that whole click through dialogue, blah, 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 like hint to was, was to just normal. set up the hint that she, she's got some shenanigans. That's that I think is a better point to make about my dialogue shit from before is like they they overdid it for a tiny I feel like a very tiny payoff. I don't know if that was the entire reason for that, but uh, I feel like it was. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I guess I interpreted it as like they of your world. They were like the supreme being. So it was like up to you to ask for permission. I do agree, though, that whole part was a little bit long-winded. I remember kind of being bored with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was because, also, again, it wasn't just the four or five characters you had in your party. Four, was Yeah, it was like It was like the whole crew of your ship as well. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But there was a couple funny things to it. Because I think it also gave you, like, a little bit of a recap of, of, like, everybody, too. Sometimes they like to do that in shows and games, but... It was kind of funny because there was the the one character who was always like, oh, this whatever is my middle name. And then when they brought her up there, she stated her middle name. And it was a combination of all of the stupid things that she said was her middle name through the entire game. <laughs> so that was kind of like, it was kind of funny. Uh, they did have a lot of qu- like quirky things like that. Like yeah. Sarai's alter personality, the captain, it was like captain cliche. cliche yeah. You know, but spelled funny. Like, they, there was some stuff like that. That was, that was actually quite funny. And she was just like a stereotypical pirate. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There was, I liked, um, again, that same character who kind of like fourth wall broke a little bit. The one with the middle name. I can't think of her mm-hmm. name, but, uh, it was funny because they said something about how like, wouldn't it be crazy if every upgrade you possibly get in this game is just completely linear? Each town you get to, it's a little bit better as though every town you visit has a slightly better, better blacksmith than the last one. Cause they, you know, <laughs> like the game was very self-aware yeah. and yes. uh, I thought to me that added a lot of charm to it. Uh, but to you, I wish people could it. see your face because after I get through like a long winded rant, you're like, you could see the mental exhaustion of like, all right, here we go. I'm like cracking <laughs> my knuckles. <laughs> Trying to summon up the en- Did you think you were going to have the energy for this tonight? <sighs> uh, yeah, man, I guess so. I'm ready, dude. I could do this all day. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, I feel like for, for how the, for the story that was presented, I, I just I don't think this was the right medium for the story. I. I also got whiffs of like, because they were trying to do an homage to these older games, they were trying to get it to people that played those older games. So you middle-aged adults, right. But also trying to keep it kid friendly. So it was kiddish friendly. So it was accessible to the new younger generation. And I, I, 
I feel like they were hitting on topics that were kind of heavy in pot in, in parts of it, but also with the skin of like a very childish game. So it just kind of felt a little weird. I think that it, it, I have a, a, a rebuttal to that. I think the reason for that is I think it is intended for people our age to play this game, but I believe the creator specifically said that he wanted you to feel like it was, he wanted to remind you of the first time you played a game like this. So you're obviously, you didn't play these games when you were like eight, nine, 10 years old, like I did. But I I think that uh, he was trying to kind of convey that like childish fun that you Mm -hmm. might've gotten or felt from these types of games when you were that age. Right. Uh, while still being serious, because if it was just a kid's game, like Mario RPG is, it's strictly, and, and they just came out with like a uh, updated graphics and, and a remake of it, mm-hmm. it's still childish as fuck. Hard to play, even though it's a very good game, it's still so childish and so yeah. easy. So I think they tried to touch on both parts of that, the nostalgia as well as the like themes that you would want to see as an adult. I'm trying to think if there are any other games that have kind of had that where like, I was going to say like Arceus was like, once you got past the dialogue, I think one of my favorite iterations of like a Pokemon game, something I was, I was hoping they would do more frequently, like different ways to catch them and how you navigate the map and things. I really liked a lot of the aspects of that. The dialogue was terrible for sure, but it it was, I, I I was hoping that was going to be a little different, but I, I, I feel like that was, in to me, a, a way that they could say, hey, here's this new updated game, and it still kept some of the... I don't, I don't know. I don't know how I'm trying to articulate that. I, that might not be a good one. But yeah, I'm trying to think of a game that maybe has also done that, that I can relate, or franchise, rather. I wish game companies would realize that we don't, want to read that much a lot can be conveyed in a story with less being said and i'm and i'm not really referring to this game because i feel like this game for the most part hit a sweet spot but if you take a game like arceus you don't have to have that much dialogue in it at all right yeah yeah, arceus was ridiculous it was it was so so bad with dialogue but i with with sea of stars i feel like for the for the complex story they were trying to tell, it remind it kind of reminded me of like like Death Stranding was like a big story game and a lot of twists and turns, but you had cinematics and voice uh, dialogue between characters and things like that. It was it was a big game, so they presented it with a visual and and all this that and the other. I feel like Sea of Stars was trying to get the same quantity of story that that DS did in chibi form for for your visual and and but it was text. So like imagine if you had to do if if you were deaf and you had to do if you had to do Death Stranding with nothing but like subtitles. At least at least in this game, if you fall asleep during the dialogue parts, like I did during Death it pauses for you. It pauses, and you can just come oh. back and be like, "Oh yeah, yeah." We we're talking about Birdman. 
So I uh, anyway, let's let me let me move gotta, down to my yeah, next we have to, my next. We bit. have to. Uh, How long have we been recording? Too long. <laughs> like an hour. All right. Um, Feels like. Oh four. man. So yeah, I said Garo predictable. Um, I think when I messaged you about oh, I think Garo's going to be out. When he died, we didn't get any of his shit. I was like. I would I would have sold that like immediately. Oh, your your buddy's dead. Your inventory goes to somebody else. I'm gonna sell it so I can get some gold or or that, whatever. That like, reminds me of something kind of that, that's fucked up. By the way, oh absolutely, it's a that fucking be, game. Who cares? No, but no, that's like but that, no, that's what is, I was thinking. But they they kept it so like oh yeah, he's gonna come back because he's gonna keep all of his stuff. Of course. Interesting. Um, there's a game, Final Fantasy Tactics. There's a betrayal that occurs in it. There's a guy, uh, I think his name's Gaff Garion, weird name. He's in your party. He's strong as fuck. You go to uh, this mission or whatever. It's a level of the game. And he notoriously betrays you and you're trapped on the others. Like you're trapped. The main character, your character, is pinned against him on the opposite side of a wall. And there's like this chase to try to open a gate so you can get your teammates in there to help you and he's just constantly like trying to kill you well if you know that or you lose that battle you just strip his ass naked right before and he can't do anything <laughs> and it's amazing. funny because it's it's a tactic but then you face him later on and he's a monster yeah. but yeah uh, I, I it would be funny i guess to just then then he has no chance of taking that hit because he doesn't even have right. you've made this man naked I Are you it. sure you didn't get his gear back? Yeah, when he came back. No, I was. I, th I mean, like, if he had an accessory on, it's gone forever, in, in, unless he, you get him back. It's gone. No, he for the f so whatever whatever he was wearing or carrying for his weapons or shield or whatever, those just went with him when he left the party. So if he has a accessory on that's like good, it's gone. Uh, I mean, I didn't test it, but I was like, I want to go sell his cooking pot or whatever he used. He he never just wore a shield. It was like a pot lid or something. But yeah, I was going to just take whatever he had. So it basically he was removed from the party. So you can't go and alter his um, mm. equipment. It would just be weird. I mean, if you I put, would like, to go the, confirm it, but yeah, it'd be play, weird. Though. Yeah, well, I'm down. It'd be <laughs> new game plus bois, but oh. it'd be weird to have like a. You know, if you put the best accessory that you have at that time on him, and it's one of a kind, and it's just gone, right? After that, yeah, that that, that I don't know. So, yeah, I could um, see them de-equipping at least that, but I never really so, thought about that. I wanted to say that Moraine, the um, your your main trainer teacher person, when your two main character yeah characters were um, young, uh, he's he's a he's a he's a bitch boy. He, why he you, got it. Explain that. He, what well, I think it was after your two idols uh, went to the dark side. He's yeah. like, oh, this sucks. This is too hard. I'm, I'm out, guys. And I'm just going to leave everything I've known to be like what I stand for and work towards. I'm just going to leave all that behind and go live on an island. All right. So check this out. This guy's been training people for years, right? Like, this guy's dedicated basically his whole life to this. Mm -hmm. He already saw one world eater actually get killed, but it cost everything that they had. Every generation of all these solstice warriors died fighting it. 
And then there's these two generations were the ones that survive, right? It's it's yours and the ones that betrayed you. The World Eater is now revived again by the oldest standing generation. This is something you've worked your dedicated your whole life to. Everything's fucked up now, right? What are your He's just done, dude. He's done. He's like, all right, I'm cashing my 401k. So, so instead, instead of going into retirement, just walk off that bridge. Like it's just, maybe he just wants to take a minute to just enjoy himself a little oh, bit. Fuck that guy. Conveniently, you've <laughs> discovered an entire island for him. Get, get uh, bootstrap up and, and get, get to work. I don't know. I don't disagree with this decision um, at all. He gives you a really cool accessory. You might not have gotten that. Ooh. Yeah, I went back. But, yeah. It felt like a not word, not great payoff. Some of the accessories that you got specifically for them were really cool. Like yeah. there was one that I really liked. Valir had an ability that she could uh, this or stomp back into combat for a second. She had an ability where you take an extra hit and it wouldn't damage you, and it had a very small heal attached to it. Yes. So that ability combined with a an accessory that would make it cost less mana and then another accessory on her where you would get extra mana she could cast it like every two turns and it made a a big difference especially in boss fights mm -hmm. if you knew you were going to take a hit that was going to damage everybody on your team or kill somebody yes. guaranteed you could cast that for very little cost and you'd be all right yeah Something else we glossed over that I forgot about during our combat section was the ultimates. Yeah. I liked every single one of them. They Did were you, really You cool. saw beasts? The alligator? Yes. Yes. Oh, was I had screenshots. Crazy, right? Oh, my goodness. I oh, had yeah, screenshots yeah. that I completely forgot to, to bring up. We Let's can post the them. whole podcast over. Yep. Um, That's a better solution. Where, where do I put my... Oh, Lord. Where do they go? Shoot. Mine are on my deck, so I and that's not in here, but Steam. Okay, here we go. I got them. Okay. Uh, oh, just the ultimates. Never mind. Yeah, but I, I took a I took a picture of the pink alligator. Anyway, yeah. um, so oh oh yeah okay back to my notes so you can continue to defend my anger. Uh, main characters were bland lumps of dough. I I don't care if that's what they did in the old days. Fucking cleaned it up. Uh, so let's see, stupidly late edition of the living glass and extra character, which was beast, which I didn't understand how to pronounce his name. And I thought it was beast. I hated it. And then when you said, oh, it's beast, I was like, well, that makes a lot more sense. Anyway, I loved that character and all the animations and yeah. all that. I understand now after playing the game through why his addition was so late, but I feel like them adding characters to use so far in the game was just meh. You, you, you play, you have to play, uh, 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 70% of the game. And then for the last 30%, you get another guy to like, hang out with you. It's like, come on, let's, let's balance that out a little bit. I feel like his addition to the game was just way too late. I enjoyed that. He got put in the game. I just think it was brought in way too late, but it was a story beat. So it ends up making sense. I just, I just want to complain about it. What did you think of the damn? I can't remember his name. The other guy that like the alchemist guy. 
Oh, the the guy that was like narrating the story up front and everything. Yeah, and then he and, joins um, your team. That was, I mean, that, I yeah. think that was a pretty cool thing that he that, did. That was cool. I 100% thought that Garo was going to be tied to him. Yeah. I, I, I was getting vibes of like. But he was so they neutral. Started, yeah, well, they started playing with time and stuff, and I thought maybe yeah. this guy was like well, a it, future timeline of Garo or something. Oh, okay. Ended not, up not being that, but yeah, that's yeah, what I yeah. thought they were going. So, uh, I also wanted to, uh, wanted to talk about um, the elite four of the game that were the baddies that just became a fucking joke to fight. Who was the, that? The the four the four guys with the masks that were like in cahoots with. Um, with the two idols, the oh, two yeah, yeah, yeah. other other idol people. What the was that about? So. They they kept like flashing over to them like being this like ominous force of evil, and they're gonna be like just something to reckon with. I thought they were gonna be like amazing fights. They were a joke. Yeah, they were it not was, tough, and it wasn't because I had like yeah. they they just didn't seem like they were difficult at all. And it's I don't think it was like oh I had the relics and all that. It was like. I, I ran into like regular out in the world monsters that were more difficult than they were. I don't disagree. They did not. I don't know if they were meant to be combat tough or what, but I, I do agree. They were not. I, I don't know if they were just supposed to be like what kept the flesh mancers purpose going. They weren't necessarily like as a result of combat, but one thing I want to, since I didn't know what you meant when you were saying the Elite Four, but one thing I want to talk about with them that I thought was interesting, way earlier in the game, if you talk to Tressa, and I know you fucking didn't, she'll tell you like stories about the game, like just the lore of the game. She talks about a thing called the Vampire Rose, and uh, every time that you wish with it i think you gain another year of your life you gain another year ability to live an extra year at the end of your life or whatever uh but what you pay for that is you develop like a thorn on your bone for every time that you do it so it's like this ancient thing that like everybody wants to be able to live forever but it comes with a massive cost of like inducing constant pain so if you want to add 10 years you're going to add 10 sharp thorns on your bone that constantly stab you internally. So they've stayed alive for thousands of years by doing that. And they're like, they were said, those like, not masks. Were oh, I don't know. Like I mean, I'm guessing they them? probably were masks, but they're, oh. yeah. So that was one kind of cool thing because they were mortal. They have no reason to have been alive that long. And the fleshmancer asked like, how did you stay alive? And they said, we used the vampire rose. And I knew what that was because of that story. That was oh. a story that I didn't really care. I'm like, I don't even know why they're telling me this. But then, you know, hours and hours later in the game, it comes up again. And I was like, oh, that's why See, that even came you, up. You, you you asked me if I had listened to any of her stories. Yeah, and that's and specifically I said, And I said reason. no. Yeah. So then I went ahead and listened to one. Whoops. And after I clicked through the, the, the first fucking one she tells you after the 20th dialogue box i was like i'm not doing that again it's yeah. too much it's too much so it's i mean it's obviously we have different tasting games this is not your type of game but that to me f built the world out a lot 
and I that's why I and liked I, it. That your whole description, I had a big old grin on my face because yeah. that concept is unbelievably amazing. So they should that is hire the coolest me to fucking the idea. And and, yes, yeah. yes. Like, like, like. I, I, I said this earlier. I love D and D and all that, and I, I usually run games when I do play. That item that you just described, I would. That's I. I have so many cool ideas to introduce that into like, like yeah. a role playing game. That is amazing. Yeah. So that's what I'm talking about. How I feel. I feel so frustrated because I feel like I'm I'm being left out, or I would have to put myself through undue stress to go through all this reading. We are talking about to go. Here. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's something we learned in kindergarten. In life, you know. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I just I, I, I feel like I'm going to get left out because I don't want to sit there and just sit there and read and read and read and read when I would rather just like use the joysticks and use the game to play a game. Yeah. If I want to if I wanted to read, I would go pick up a book. I don't want to fucking read to the extent that this is do, to doing it. So I, that is an amazing story, an amazing item that you that you discussed. But I got I, le- I got left out because it was just so obnoxious to go through that those extra steps. Yeah, dude. So, there was a game you would. This would ruin your life. There was a game that actually had voice acting in it. It was called Lost Odyssey, turn-based game, timed hits as well. But the main character of the game had amnesia, right? And like certain things would occur. You'd talk to an NPC, or you'd look at a certain item or something, and he would remember something. And the guy had been alive for over a thousand years, so he had all these memories that he could, that he had forgotten for some reason. Spoilers. But if you like look at this object or something like that, it would remind him of it. And then it was like this really long dialogue about like this telling the story that was happened it voice acted or life. those weren't the rest uh, of the game was, but those specifically were not. Right. So I bet that see would... that's that I feel like with collectibles like that. And we talked about this with Miles Morales, the Spider-Man game from last year, it, uh, the collectibles in that game it 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 was presented so well because it had recorded dialogue to it you could in the case of like different items you could like rotate the items and look at it while the recording yeah. was going they really put some tlc into it instead of just like oh you can go to that menu and you can go read that if you want i really like the assassin's creed games ding a lot of the dialogue, or excuse me, a lot of the collectibles from like different recordings in there, you had, there were some recorded, but there were a lot where it was just like journal entries. I never went and read them because that is the last fucking thing I want to deal with. I wouldn't, it, yeah, we had you know, if you didn't have, I was not fucking doing it. Exactly, right? So I, I, I don't think I'm alone when you go to play a video game going and reading to the extent that this game had, I don't think I'm alone in that. Yeah, I have no doubt that it's not for everybody, but I do feel like it was well-written. I do. I think it was well-written, and I think the story's purpose was driven. But Right, right. But I, I, I get it. It's not... Yeah. Yeah. So, man. Okay, so what? Do, is there uh, anything else to discuss? I think... Who um, was your favorite character on your team? Uh, the the living glass okay and what for, did you abili- like to speak? for abilities and stuff i did like zale's abilities the ultimates i liked zale's ultimate and i liked um 
the living glass beasts uh, ultimate. ultimate. I did I did like those. Um, I there was so my favorite character for a long time was uh, Sarai. I just like mm-hmm. the assassin characters in a lot of games. Yeah. Um, but eventually, I literally can't think of the guy's name. The other alchemist. Yeah, it was um, v- Vespa. No, Rayshon. <laughs> Rayshon. His name was Twenty One Savage. No, it was like Rayshon, like R E S H A. Oh, I think it was like Rashan or Rashan. Yeah, you're probably right. So his character pissed me off a little bit, but he had so he was holding back, dude. Think of how powerful that character actually was. Yeah, he just a, he had a truce or a like standstill with the main bad guy, right? The Fleshmancer, but he was so overpowered, dude. That guy mm-hmm. had so much shit. He there was a, a part where you had to your t- whole team had to split up. He just snaps his fingers and creates four oh, more. Oh, so, I really so I really like that. Yeah, that was crazy. I and did then, like when they split. That was fun. Yeah. But he's an asshole because he, like, out of nowhere, he just won. Something happens and he's like, I need to reassess this. And he's like, I'm out of here. I'm no longer on your team. And everyone's mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? So then he just gives you a puppet that doesn't have yep. eyes, doesn't speak. Yep. He just gives you a puppet. But I want to say I really liked his combat in the game was great. He became one of the main characters that I used, like, primarily in my party. Because if you hit characters... If you hit uh, enemies and like one of them was almost dead, his ability splashed. His splash. Yeah. So you would hit the one next to it and it would splash. And it was mm-hmm. really good for that because you could hit two enemies with one ability and you know that the splash damage would do a little bit less, but you could kill the almost right, dead right. enemy and start attacking the next one. Speeds up these random, uh, you know, uh, these random encounters. So, yeah, um, I, I did want to say, I don't know if you noticed this, but in when they all split up, it was um, Rayshon times three w- with Zale, Valerie, and I think Sarai, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And then Garo went off and did his own thing. Uh, it, it, I forget which which one it was. Say it was Zale. I was in Zale, but then I found like a really good set of daggers. Yeah while you were all still separated, you could go into your menu and give the stuff across those people. So like I got the daggers and I just went ahead and gave it to Sarai, even though they were not near each other. So did that occur? Like, did you, that just made me think of just one thing. Did that occur with that? You recall with any other abilities, any other characters getting a weapon or armor? Um, I forget who it was, but basically it was it was during the time that everybody was the the party was all split, and then I got a thing that whoever I was currently powering or controlling couldn't utilize that item. Yeah. So I went ahead and I was like, well, let me see if I can attach it. So I went ahead and sent it over, so I wouldn't forget later, and it let me send stuff across uh, across inventories while everybody was split. So it didn't really end up making a, de- a big deal because. It yeah. doesn't really matter, but it was just nice because I could use it when I got to Sarai, even though they were still separate, she got to use the good stuff. The only reason I ask is because if you take the whole, like, everybody has access to the same inventory at all times part of the game out of it, 
Sarai was also the character that was able to like create portals and go between the characters. Yeah. So she could have just retrieved that. Dagger. That's true. That's true. That's why That's I true. asked. I don't know. Just a cool like thought process that I had, but yeah. Um, yeah. I think that kind of, I mean, that, that was really my, you know, I just really was curious what your favorite character was out of the game. Um, feel like usually I have like a couple rapid fire questions I like to ask at the end, but there's not a ton about it really, you know, to go over. What was um, your favorite boss? I don't think that, I think if I tell you this one, I don't know if it's one you would have seen, but the, there was a, a gun boss. It was like a, what the hell was it called? It was a side quest at the end of the game. Uh, you go back to Sarai's hometown and there's like this, weapon that was created that she had said was like a huge threat to her people in the town. So you go mm -hmm. out to that like endless desert and you like find it somehow. And there's just this gun. It's like a gun holding two guns, which is kind of funny, <laughs> but it had this, it was the, it was actually for me, the toughest fight in the whole game. Right. Um, she, the, the gun boss, it was, I can't remember the names, but it had this ability where it would like, bullets would like float in the air and you had the option to either kill the bullets or just try to do damage or try to mitigate the damage that it was going to do. But it was a six shooter. So the bullets would then load in when the casting timer was up. Right. You could, Oh, you could try to interrupt it, I guess too, but then it would fire six bullets randomly. And it was just, it was tough because they were six shots. So Valir's ability that she could cast that would prevent damage it was only one hit, but there was up to six hits that could land right, on somebody. Right. So you could have six bullets go into one character and just kill them. It could split it up among everybody and eliminate the ability you casted to prevent the damage, but then everyone would still take massive damage. So it was just a tough fight, and it was also it was kind of unique because it was I I died fighting it. I got, I got a full party wipe, and that hadn't happened in a very long time. And right, so yeah. I don't know. It was good. That was it. What about you? I did. It was, it was during the main story. Uh, the, like, it was like a large sea creature, the sea slug thing. Yeah. Like you fought a pirate and then the big sea creature came out at one point and then like took him away. And then I think you went back and interacted with it before or, or afterwards. I, I liked the, the design of that one. It didn't have any like particular mechanics or anything, just the normal like interrupts and stuff. Uh, but I did like where's my cursor? But I did like the the look of it and just the general you know fight. What is this? That That's is that is hilarious. It's kind of funny. It's like a gun holding guns, and also it has a hand oh, built yeah. into it too, which was yes. funny. Yeah. Yeah. See, I I really liked the the design. Like it's pixel art, but that's such a cool character model. It looks like it could have easily been a Pokemon. Yeah. Or or at the very least a Digimon. So your favorite boss actually comes up again. You can fight the sea slug boss again. Yeah, uh, I know you interacted on. with it when it was with the pirate and the pirate called it and they, you know, we went after that and then you continue the story. Then when everybody gets split, I forget which one of the three went, but you go and try to have it interact with some thing and then you all meet up again, but I don't think you end up killing it. Can you go back a third time after the credits roll? Yeah, so, or before the credits roll, actually, there's, once you get the ability to fly around mm -hmm. as the Solstice Super Saiyans, 
<laughs> you can uh you there's tons of side quests that you can do from there there's like right. big heavy puzzle areas you can do i can't remember all of the rewards but basically it's everybody's ultimate weapons and then the two main characters get ultimate accessories as well directly gotcha. related to their solstice powers but uh you fight the sea slug thing again for some reason okay yeah yeah Should that we was talk a about big the two... one yeah. right right uh, to wrap up the discussion, should we talk about the two endings? Because they were actually two endings in this game. Yeah, so I think everybody probably got the false ending first. Yep, and that's yeah. where I stopped. Yeah, and that I, so I <laughs> I did all the side quests leading up to it. Um, so the only thing I had left to do was go and collect all the rainbow conch shells, which I wasn't really a fan what of. What do you get for that? If you say nothing, I'm going to flip my fucking table. For collecting yes. the shells? Yes. You can unlock, there's, um, it's a lot of it is tied directly to the village that you create, Earth. Um, it's like plans to build different buildings. There's like a fishing hut you can build. There's a spa, which gives you permanent stat boosts to everybody. So is that, do you do like... Hold on to back back up because I I saw the guy where you can like give him building plans. How do you yeah. get those plans? You in the village where you go underwater and there's like the sea people. You can turn in the conch shells there. There's a vendor person and then they give you all these. Different oh, things. okay. Some of them were more useful than others, but the fishing hut was kind of cool because it would give you upgraded rods. So you get a rod that is like you you literally can't fuck up with it. It's so good. Right. Um, and then there's another, there's a shop you can get, which I found pointless because the weapons were very out of date very quickly. Right. Okay. A, yeah. There was a spa. There's like a person you can recruit to get to the island and then they will open a spa if you use the spa, which was very expensive to use one character at a time can gain a substantial amount of stats. Okay. So, okay. Uh, so yeah, the, the first false ending was so, so Garl had died. Yep. And Super you dead. fight, the, fight the last, you confront the fl flesh. Is a flesh mancer? Yeah. Fleshmancer, he calls on his champion, which was the uh, previous Solstice Warrior, the female. I forget her name. And we'll call her Susan. Erlena he, or Erlena or something? Yeah, Erlena. So he Drew calls. Graves was the guy. Right. Stupid uh, names. He, he, he calls on her, gives her like extra powers. She gets all monstrous and, and big. Uh, you fight her cool and then you go fight the world eater Weird. and it goes into like some like uh space invaders like arcade game yeah Galaga. that was yeah so it was funny because i said you're gonna hate the ending and then i was like no actually you might love it because it's not it was an RPG. it was it was interesting I, yeah. I was not expecting it uh but it just was kind of strange and and then I think the world leader uh, goes down and uh, end credits roll and you're good to go. Um, yeah, there's like a little bit of post credit thing where they talk about how like you know they all the, the solstice warriors fly by once a year on Garl's birthday that's right, and they always that's think right. about him. Yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it shows that uh, it was the storyteller. Her, she had like aged and stuff. Oh, yeah. Right. She was like super old and, and all that. So, and they were in Mirth when they yeah. did that. Um, so that was, that was kind of cool. <laughs> and then uh, the, the, I think it was, was a Rayshon. He like opens up a, or activates some like shrine somewhere and you get, Oh, I can't remember exactly how it goes, but like the, the, the Rayshon like archivist, the, the main narrator of this game activates some shrine, I think. And then the game tells you like, Oh, you are, if you continue, like how some games play this, like, Oh, you've played the game. The story's over. But if you want to keep playing, we're going to put you right before this thing that happened. So you get put right before the last Fleshmancer fight. And then you're able to like go and explore the world some more. So the game can continue to play. Uh, if you get that shrine and complete all the side quests and all that, you then find out that the living glass beast that you've been traveling with, uh, you and Rayshon, him and Rayshon kind of like did a thing and make it so it lets you go back in time. So the living glass beast, which can like change his form, basically looks like he's Garl and he goes and takes the place of Garl in the past when Garl died. Yeah. So the whole time he was alive, everything was fine. The person you buried was actually beast and then you go dig him back up at the end of the game so you can have him back in your party because he's actually quite good and then Garl and has a new ability Gar ha what was the new ability so it's his ultimate because he that's another sign that he was not fully dead or that you could get him to revive also it's kind of a funny trope but like in another game that's very big a main character dies and there was these like all these rumors that you could revive that character but in this game you actually can but yeah he comes back with an ultimate ability um what uh, well i don't know if i used it cuz you can go back to that fleshmancer fight and do the fight over again but the fight's different right so Garl as an option as well yeah he just has an ultimate ability he like rides on the the big dragon thing that's what it was yeah <laughs> yeah yeah Yep. So, and and I I do say one because I actually didn't play that through. I watched that on YouTube. I did like that because it put some context to after Garl died, after Garl got fatally wounded. Uh, I think it was Rayshon did a thing before we knew what was going on to like have him live a little longer or something. I forget how it played out, but basically he had plot armor so he could continue the story up to a certain point and then he would die in the moment. It was kind of weird, but there was while... like, yeah, again, very early on in the game, he said, somebody told him like an Oracle said like, Oh, that's what it was. Very early on in the game, the Oracle said, when the time comes, you need to ask for a, a potion of borrowed time, I think That's it was. what it was, right. Yeah, right. and he, he, like, fucking refused to ask for it while he's dying. Right. Do you remember that? Yeah, but... Yeah, because that's, that's him. And 
anyway, but he got the plasma bar time. So he was, uh, able to stay alive a little longer so they could act, enact a plan to fight the, the bad guys. So what I thought was interesting was when he was like, Garl like was a different person. And at the time, before you know all the stuff that happened, it was like, where is this shit coming from? Cause he was like, we got a plan. Here's what we can do. And he starts like spouting off all this, like knowledge of like things like, bro, how do you know all of this stuff? Right now we'd find out it was a different character entirely. I did like that. That was actually quite clever. Yeah. So I, 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 I for those that were able to play it and all that really cool. I just yeah. wasn't interested in going through the emotions. I wish that the true ending boss was hard as fuck because it wasn't. It seemed like it, well, the play, playthrough I was watching, it seemed like it was not as bad. Yeah. I don't know. That would have been, like, for me, it should have been, like, if you didn't block those timed hits and break those casts, right? you should have been unable to win. Because the Fleshmancer and Sean were supposed to be on, like, the same level, right? Yeah. So they're supposed to be gods, essentially. And he was kind of a pushover. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I no. mean, that that's just... I, I guess they didn't want to make the difficulty spike insane on that, but... Right. Because he didn't actually die. He's like, all right, you're good, and I'll I'll you know, hop yeah. out. He and just you still have to face the world eater, which is weird. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's... I think that's pretty much that, right? Is there? There's not much yeah, else I think, to really discuss. I think that's it. You, so, um, since this was your game, what are your final thoughts for Sea of Stars? I enjoyed it. I, I, I like this type of game. Um, it was a little easy. Combat was a little easy, but I liked the story. I liked the game. I did go and purchase their first game that they came out with, which was the Messenger, which is a platformer. But all right. Um, it was fun. I'm glad that you enjoyed it too. Would you, uh, what do you think? I, uh, not to end on a sour note, but I, I, it wasn't for me. That's all I'll say. It wasn't for me. I think the game had a lot of good points, a lot of good aspects, but some of the things that I didn't enjoy just kind of like overdid it for me. So for, it wasn't for me, but I think there are people out there that would get a hell of a good play time out of this game. Yeah. So, I'll say I know it's not my turn to talk anymore, but I haven't finished a game like this in a while, and I 100 percented this game. So really nice, man. Yeah, I'm not going to do the new game plus, and I probably wouldn't even if I had unlimited time. But yeah, yeah, right on. Well, I think that was a good. I think that was a good first year, first first of the year episode. Yeah, it was fun, 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 dude. I enjoyed defending my my game here <laughs> so why don't we go ahead and uh jump into the next game so we are in the season of james yeah you you're getting you're getting game after game after game so what are we playing next so with your permission i i wanted to skip the first two entries in the series but i want to go with far cry 3 from what i've seen far cry 1 especially in far cry 2 don't really hold up visually in the gameplay, maybe not either. Um, so I want to, I've had Far Cry 3 for a very long time and I've never really dug my toes into it. So I want to try it, I want to play it. 
Um, I, I I actually tried playing way back in the day, and I think I got uh, maybe a couple hours into it, and it was when we were more active. So I, we were started playing, and then it just yeah. kind of fell off, like most games did. I think I had forty minutes in it, like basically yeah. enough to get through the intro and get to the first like yeah. Open I area. think I don't I don't even think I I got a couple hours in. It. I think I I I met Dennis, and then I stopped playing. I think that's where I was. Yeah, yeah. So. That'll be good. I'm looking forward to that one. I think it'll be. I everybody seemed to like that game when it came out. Yeah, yeah. So I've looked at it a little bit so far, and I I think it's going to be a good one. Le, a, you, we'll probably have a a little less. Uh, you, would you say you scratched the surface on that game? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So that's fantastic. So I I think that'll be a really fun episode. Yeah. But uh, yeah, until next time, we. Um, just for a reminder for everybody, we can be found. Uh, try to simplify for everybody. We do have a link tree so you can see all the uh, platforms we're on. Uh, try to format it so the ones that we listen to and look at the most are at the top. Uh, link tree, that's linktr.ee slash 321backlog. You can find us there. Uh, we do have a Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash 321backlog for extended episodes, and they come out a week early as well. So what you're hearing right now, you would have been able to hear seven days ago and get a little bit more content in there. So definitely go check it out uh, if you're interested. So other than that, I think we can go ahead and sign off. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.